Exodus, the 19th chapter, verse 4, the New Living Translation. You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Bible before breakfast, Mildred King Sokongo here. Good morning. This morning, I want to share with you the beauty of the amazing word that God gave us at my local church, David's Christian Center. At this scripture, I must have passed it a million times just reading it. But I never really paid attention to how important this scripture is. And so in 2024, God brought to my attention that what he wants to do for us this year is to carry us on eagle's wings. And this was what he said to Moses when Moses climbed the mountain to appear before God on behalf of the people. The Lord called to him from the mountain and said to him, Give these instructions to the family of Jacob and announce it to the descendants of Israel. And then he reminded him, he said, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians. You know how I carried you on eagles' wings and I brought you to myself. Then he says, Now, if you will obey me and keep my covenant, you will be my own special treasure from among all the peoples on earth. For all the earth belong to me, and you will be my kingdom of priests, my holy nation. He says this is the message you must give to the people of Israel. And so when I read that scripture, I started asking myself, what did God do to the Egyptians? He said to them, you see what I did to the Egyptians? You know how I carried you on eagle's wings. In other words, God said to them, do you remember how I rescued you without your help? Do you remember the things I had to do to prove to you that I care for you? And I did it without any help from you. I carried you. So I fought the battle, but the victory was yours. You didn't need to fight in the battle. The victory was yours. So I started to ask myself what it meant to be carried on eagle's wings. And the first thing that came to my heart is the fact that God wants to help us. Like David, the Bible said of David that he was marvelously helped by God. And so his fame spread abroad. This year, God wants to help you. God wants to make sure that you don't do it on your own. Do you know what it means to be carried? Times, sometimes I think about how a young baby, especially if you live in Africa and in Nigeria, where I live, you would see mothers carrying their babies on their backs and the babies are tied firmly on the back and the mother is free to do whatever she wants to do. Her hands are free. She can move easily. And every progress that mother makes, the child makes as well, literally. So if the mother moves five steps, the child moves five steps without exerting any energy. That's how God wants to carry you this year. He wants to make all the big moves and you just enter into the victory with ease. God is promising you a year of ease. Now, he's not saying you're going to be lazy because you have to do the work of sitting on his back and not falling off. You're going to do the work of obedience, standing on his word and believing everything he has said to you. Because when he rescued the children of Israel, he kept saying to them, I am your God. I will deliver you from Pharaoh so that you can worship me. He kept telling them what he would do. 
And some believed, but some didn't believe. When he did the last thing he did with the Egyptians and sent the last plague that he sent, that caused death of all the firstborns, God gave an instruction. He said they were to kill a lamb and put the blood on their, on their lintels. And when the angel of death was passing through, once he saw that blood, he would pass over. Now that required obedience. But did they need to fight? No, they did not. They just needed to put the blood. So this year, one of the things God is saying is, I will help you. I will do it without your help. So the same way a child is on its mother's back, and when the mother moves, the child moves. If the mother moves fast, the child moves fast. If the mother runs, the child is running without actually exerting any energy. Hallelujah. That's such a beautiful thing to imagine this year, that God will do all the work and he will carry me. It's such an exciting thought. And because of that, I know that I can dream big dreams. It says he will carry you on eagle's wings. An eagle is also known for speed. An eagle is known to be tenacious. So an eagle will move in spite of the storm. So that means that no matter what the storm this year, God will carry you through it safely. He will just carry you on his back. You don't need to flap because he's not afraid of the storm. If anything, he will use the storm to his advantage. Now, I need you to understand that the God who's promising you this is the God who, who created the storm and who created peace. So he cannot be afraid of the storm. He will make sure that the storm is to your advantage. That's why I know that everything that happens in your life will work together for good because you love God, because you're called according to his purpose. But guess what else? Because he's carrying you on eagle's wings. Another thing that this word means for me is that God will carry you and you will not need to use your strength. You will not need to exert your own strength. That's why this year he says that you will run, you will not grow weary, you will walk and you will not faint. See, you will enter into a season this year where the little things that you do God is going to make them look so big that it will surprise and shock even you. That's how you will know that you're being helped by God. Now, I need to bring something to your attention as well. He said in the scripture, he said, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians. Listen, the Egyptians that you have been seeing in 2024, you will see them no more. Because God will deal with every Egyptian in your life. He said, you have seen what I did to them. And so I started searching and trying to study what did God do to them. And then I realized that every plague that was sent to the Egyptians was in answer and answer and in response to a God that they worshipped. The Egyptians were known to worship many gods. So you'll notice that God sent 10 plagues. First of all, you'll need to understand that 10 represents the fullness of quantity. So it was like God saying, I'm giving you, I'm going to completely plague the Egyptians. They will know that there's no way out of this. And so the first God that they worship is called Happy, the Egyptian God of the Nile. And this Egyptian God was a water bearer. 
So he was the God of the Nile. And what did God do? God turned water into blood. Now, Pharaoh was unimpressed with this, interestingly. But God still showed that he was superior to their God. The second God, Heket, the Egyptian goddess of fertility, of water, of renewal, had the head of a frog. And so what God did was that God plagued them with frogs. And the thing was that they could not, it was against their tradition to kill these frogs. So they couldn't make the frogs go away. So what they had, what happened was that the frogs died and they began to stink. And every time I think of it, I think of God just sitting there and saying, you see what, I'll just make a stinking mess of your gods. And then the third God, Geb, was the Egyptian God of the earth. And this God was the God over the dust of the earth. And what did God do? God told Aaron to stretch forth his rod and to smite the dust of the earth. And when he did, lice came throughout and landed on all the people, man and beast alike. And this was what made the Egyptians, magicians, say this is the finger of God. Now another God that they worshipped at the time was called Kepri. She was the, the Egyptian God of creation. This God had the head of a fly. And what did God do again? God sent flies to swarm the entire place. And then after that, Pharaoh was still not impressed. His heart was still hardened. And God wanted his people out of there. He wanted his people to worship him. And another God that they worshipped was called Hathor. She was the Egyptian goddess of love and protection. And she, had the, she was depicted with the head of a cow. And what did God do? God brought death to all the cattle and livestock. Then Isis, the Egyptian goddess of medicine and peace. <laughs> and what did God do? God caused ashes to turn to boils and sores. And this one was interesting because this rendered the people unclean. This also rendered the magicians unclean so they could not do anything to counter what Moses and Aaron had done. And then there was not the Egyptian goddess of the sky. And what did God do? God rained hail down in form of fire from the sky. <laughs> I think God, well, let me get to everyone will figure that out. <laughs> but I think that God can be very cheeky. I'm sorry. I don't even know if he's right to say that. And then they also worshipped Seth, the Egyptian god of storms and disorder. And God sent locusts from the sky. And then, of course, there was Ra the sun god. And you know what God did? He shut down the stone for three whole days. Three days of complete darkness. It was so dark that it could be physically felt. The darkness was so immense. Three whole days. And what that meant was that there was a complete absence of light. And for me, I feel like that is so so significant because God himself is light. There's no darkness in him. And he shut down the sun. Then finally, Pharaoh. He attacked Pharaoh. And Pharaoh was considered the ultimate power of Egypt, higher than all the other gods. And what did God do to him? God killed his firstborn. In other words, God was saying, there will be no other Pharaoh, no other God after you. 
And so at this point, Pharaoh couldn't take it anymore. He was enraged. And he said to them, get out from here. Get out from here. I don't want to see your face anymore. The day I see you, will surely die. And Moses said, about midnight, we'll go out in the midst of Egypt and all the firstborns will die. He carried his, still carried his people and he left. And this was God saying, I will deal with your gods. And as I read that and I studied and I looked through books and <laughs> Google and everything, one thing that God dropped in my heart was he said to me, this year is a year of a battle of gods, but it is only those that know their God that shall be strong and do exploits. This year, knowing God for yourself will be crucial to your surviving 2024. And so I must encourage you that this year, get to know the God that you serve. He said, you saw what I did to the Egyptians. I answered them, God to God. So don't be afraid in this, this year. As you enter fully into the year and you've already begun, I know that. But I want you to continue with the confidence with which you started. God is setting you free from every bondage, everyone that has held you bound, every slavery, every slave mindset. Why? So that you may be free to worship him. So take advantage of that today. Fully come to understand the God that you serve. Make sure you do it before you have any breakfast. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred King Sukongwa.